once a week, I just sit there on a Monday morning, predominantly, and I kind of curate, I go through and go, what's relevant to the people I know and what's relevant to the work they do? And that encourages other people to share and other people to share and other people. And then you get this great resource. And then I curate that and put it in a newsletter on LinkedIn and put that once a month that just kind of puts it all together. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to Xero.com with an X, and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood. And today, we're very excited to be joined by Phil Hobden, who is Head of Growth and Strategy for Know It. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Hey, good. Well, hello to you both. Yeah, no, doing very, very well. I mean, look, let's be honest, like everyone else in this country right now, I could do it being about five degrees warmer. But, but other than that, I'm doing good. Oh, my goodness. It has been cold. I've just been out into my local town. I had to pop to the doctors and I was walking back. And you know when your teeth hurt? I'm like, I got. I can't talk. I can't smile because my teeth are hurting. It's that cold. I'm with you on that. We we live by the sea down in Eastbourne and we took the dog out for a walk um, at lunchtime, as we always do. And I was like, can we can we take the do the quick walk today? Because my head is absolutely I didn't take a hat. So I was like, my own fault. I'm bald. I've been bald for a long time. You think I'd learn um, but no, I still go out in the, the, the hope that one day my, my lack of hair will protect me. I, I don't quite know what the plan was. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's not good. My husband's shaved his hair off. And there are always hats now. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 it needs to be part of your uniform always. I, I've got loads. I mean, I've got so many branded hats from so many apps and, and bits and pieces. And you think I just pick one up on the way out. But, but there's something inside my head that says if I don't wear a hat, then I can pretend I still have hair. I think that's the thing. I can, I can like, I can reverse the trend of twenty odd years and go. No, no, there's still something up there. I'm clearly, you know, not. So, <laughs> um, well, look, thank you for chatting to us today. Um, I'd love to know. I, we were sort of prepping for this chat, and Joe was saying he just, he just knows everything. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder if you want to start by telling us about who you are and what you do. Yeah, certainly. So I've been working with accountants and bookkeepers for about nine to ten years now. In a couple of different roles. So I've worked with um, a forecasting app, a funding app. Um, ultimately, I, if I'm being really honest, I never picked to work in technology with accountants. Uh, the, the very short version of that story is um, I was working in, in banking. I got made redundant three times in the same bank. Not me personally. It wasn't personal. It was like teams. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I went for a job in Brighton with a, a, a forecasting app that was based there at the time. And I was like, that sounds good. And, and, and Helen said to me, and I'll never forget this, she goes, um, you never need to wear a suit again, ever, and I'll give you a MacBook to work on. And I was like, I'm in. And she goes, do you know anything about accounts? Though? Not a clue, but she's like, that's fine, we'll teach you. And it, it started there. And, and since then, it, it's kind of become a, a bit more on the job. It's become quite a passion of mine to, to help and, and educate and, and work with. So, you know, I currently work for a business called Know It. I've been there for about four months. Um, and Know It is is in the credit control space and and for me this is a really interesting space because it's it's something that we, we constantly talk in accounting and bookkeeping about the new technology and, and AI is this popular topic and everyone's talking about how AI is going to revolutionize your business none of it counts for anything if you're not getting paid and if your clients aren't getting paid 
then all the wonderful technology is out there is great. But everyone needs to get paid and, and, and tightening up and working with that. So that's why I was really excited by this, this mission and, and to bring a relatively new piece of technology to market and, and shape the, 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 the journey, both in terms of how we go to market, who we're talking to, how we price it and everything else. So, so ultimately, that's me. But beyond that, I do a bit of public speaking, um, especially around social media. And I'm sure we'll come on to LinkedIn and stuff and podcasting and, and, and kind of turn my hand to a a bit of a bit of everything really and that's what i said to Zoe. just he's just like the go-to guy he just seems <laughs> to he's always he's always everywhere and i see i do see you pop up on linkedin and i see people always tagging you in things and i'm just like he knows everybody and, <laughs> it's a blessing and, and a curse <laughs> yeah and now you you're you know uh, know it i mean it's just that that's it so tell us a bit about know it and the what's different about know it compared to other you know software out there that help people with credit control yeah no look really good question and, and ultimately the majority of credit control software out there looks at one part of the process and that's the the chasing part is is the most popular part that people look at and that's really important i hosted a, a webinar with my ceo today and we were talking about this and we said that's really important but the real bit that, that, that you need to do is the knowing your customer piece, and not just like the standard KYC checks going deeper than that. Um, you need to understand the customer, understand who they are, who their credit team are. So there's, but also there's more than just credit checks as well. A, a lot of people talk about, oh, we credit check all of our clients. Fantastic, you absolutely should. But a credit check really is useful as an MOT. It's valid at the moment you do it and like, I was telling a story earlier. I genuinely had an MOT done on my car, drove out the garage and the exhaust fell off. And I was like, oh, that was great. Um, and of course they're like, yeah, well, it passed the test. And I'm like, brilliant. But that's kind of a credit check for your business. It's great at that point. So know it starts with monitoring businesses and not in a way that some other apps do. We monitor things that are really important like Gazette notices, but we also monitor unsecured creditors. So your, your, your customers, suppliers and your customers creditors because if you owe me a, uh, if you owe me fifty thousand pound and you've got a client that goes out of business owing you a hundred thousand pounds that's going to have a huge impact so knowing that can help you be armed for that knowing changes in in directors and things like that so so that's part of the software called check it and then you've got chase it which is about honing and refining your your credit control and making sure you get paid faster your clients get paid faster um, and i think certainly around kind of the bookkeeping side this is something that's a really useful tool that can be used with clients and then beyond that there's the collect it part this is a bit that people hate to talk about people hate to go oh we don't but if people aren't responding to you and they're not paying you don't just write off the debt there are ways you can go out there and do it so collect it and working in partnership with with our parent business a company called darcy quigley you can go out there and we'll help you recover that funds and we're, we're successful in about 90 percent of cases in about 85 percent of cases the client doesn't pay any costs all the costs are paid by the debtor so actually you can end up getting your money back not paying anything reducing the, the total stress and anxiety of doing that and we do that in a, in a tech platform and, and we're building other functionality in around kind of you know invoice finance and, and other bits and pieces so so i think in answer to your question joe the short answer is there's about four or five bits of technology out there that we put into one. And then we add this, this really slick collection side on, on the back end. And it's only commercial. We don't deal with, with, with 
um, the general public. It's it's business to business, um, and it's and we do it in a way that that you know it, it is a really fair but really successful way of doing it. So I think that's that's kind of from for me why I like know it as a as a bit of technology because it's more than just a bit of tech. It's human. There's people in the office that do the calling, but also you've got the tech that can try and stop you ever having to get to that point. Yeah, I think what you said about feeling afraid of the chasing part of it, I think, you know, bookkeepers, like everyone's here, make we want to make a living. That's that's what it is. That's a lot of the reason people start a practice is because they're like, I need to replace an income from something else that just isn't working for me anymore. Or, I, you know, and just need to make a bit more. So we as a family, we're comfortable. Um, and I'd like you to have bigger goals than that. But that is where it has to start. And because we think about it like that, I think going out and saying, hey, you haven't paid me this invoice. I know things are tough at the moment, but my invoice is outstanding. People feel that that isn't OK. And then we we decide that's our problem. And then we impact yeah. our own cash flow. And then we can't invest in our own businesses. And you can't grow and you can't take on more clients because you can't hire someone. And and. <sighs> That embarrassment about asking, it's a very British thing, right? Like, I'm actually the same. If I've got, like, I'll book tickets for my friends all the time because I'm the organised one in our friend group. And then then I have to send that awkward WhatsApp message and go, here's my bank details. Here's still my bank details. Yeah, Credit you know card what? bills arrived. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I like, there's definitely something we need to do around, like, self-worth. I was talking to someone earlier about, um, it was a news story and it was about, royal mail and problems with deliveries and things like that and i was like oh we had a you know one of our customers ordered something and it was delivered to their bin like and you know why would she know it was in the bin and uh, the person said to me well did you seek compensation i'm like well you know it's such a small amount we just pay for it again it you know it's like from a goodwill point of view why would you do that and um and but then why do we why do we do this to ourselves there's definitely something for all of us around like self-worth where we need to know that actually do you know what i'm i'm building a business too um and you know this is what we agreed when we started working together so we need to put ourselves first yeah and 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 actually do you know but sometimes it, it's taking that a step further and going okay so they're not paying me they constantly don't pay me and they always pay me late what's happening to them that, that's impacting them and quite often I mean you get some people that just don't pay and you know that is the nature of, of business but quite often it's because they're having the same problem with their suppliers and, and their people paying them so if we can get our own house in order and then help our clients to get their house in order actually do you know, it, it's something like 295 million Two, it's a huge number. I'll look it up in a second. Um, but there's a huge number of of the impact of commercial payments to the UK economy if people actually got paid on time. It has a huge impact to the economy, and 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 that surprised me. Um, in fact, here you go. It's 2.5 billion annually would boost the economy, and on average, most on average SMEs are owed around 22,000 pounds. I don't know about you, but if I when, when I had my business, I certainly couldn't afford to carry debts of twenty two thousand pounds or or owed to me twenty two thousand um, pounds. And I know most can't. And and certainly knowing how a lot of bookkeeping businesses are, that they are run 
at home or, or sometimes part-time or sometimes as kind of something, you know, like that's, that's really hard to have those kind of that money owed to you, but we don't want to make the call. So sometimes, you know what, sometimes technology can, can help us with that. And we put some technology in the technology does a lot of that asking for us. And then when we have to escalate it, we then take it to someone else to do it. And there's something that came up on the webinar I did this morning. I think it's a really interesting point. Someone said, you know, why would you want a customer that doesn't pay you and all the stress and pressure of it? And we, we, we hold on to people. We hold on to bad customers because we feel an obligation. But if they're not going to pay us and, and, and recognize the work we do for them, we shouldn't be embarrassed to ask for the money because it's it's actually we've done that work and we've done it in good faith. And the sad truth is, Phil, that those outstanding invoices most probably are not big enough in the first place because the bookkeepers that we speak to aren't <laughs> yeah. even charging what they should yeah. be charging. They're doing this work for at a loss and then not getting paid for it, which it's, it's is insane, just heartbreaking. It, it is, it is heart heartbreaking is the correct word. Like, this, and, and this is what I said before, before we went live, I was saying about how like the, I, I really genuinely respect the work that, that you two have done championing bookkeepers and, and this whole industry, because it is an industry that has much more value, genuinely much more value than people even give themselves, let alone external, externally people looking in. And I think it is something that, that, we need to champion more we need to talk about more and we need to provide tools to help more and and you know so, so going back to the, the the know it thing this is part of the reason why why I, I was like this is a really good move for me because like this is something that impacts accountants it impacts bookkeepers it impacts clients and it impacts businesses and if we can make just a small dent in that then that's going to change a lot of people's lives because the stress that comes with it as well is 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 really bad. If if you've got cash, I mean, I I grew up on a, I grew up as a kid on a council estate with a dad that did three jobs, and you know, so money was really tight for us. And like I I was that that family that occasionally you'd get the knock on the door and you weren't allowed to answer the door because it was you know. So so I know that stress of of personally of of living hand to mouth and having really tight income. If we can improve that for businesses, and we know that businesses are not in a great position in the UK at the moment, like SME um, liquidations are higher than they've been since pre-pandemic. You know, businesses are really struggling. A lot of that is cash flow, and a lot of that will come down to people not getting paid, and then having to do other things to supplement that, and then uh, and so on. So, it, it, anything we can do as an industry, and I think actually as an industry. It's where it sits. A lot of that responsibility should sit with us because we can support and advise and help clients better because accountants, bookkeepers, business advisors have that expertise to be able to say, you need to get on top of this. And because most SME business owners are business people in terms of what they want to do. They're not finance people, as we well know, as anyone that's looked at most set of accounts or, or most kind of receipts that someone just chucks in a box once we know that like people don't really know what they're doing right so like that's why they need that support and i think we can take it that step further to support around cash flow and everything else yes i completely agree and um I, we've got to see the value of what we do that that is so crucial 
Um, can, so can you tell me about, uh, actually, do you know what? I'm going to ask something else. Joe, Joe is on your podcast, I heard. Uh, not, not yet. It hasn't come out yet. Tell me about the podcast. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I'm I'm a serial podcast creator. I've created podcasts um, f for years. Uh, I've got an ongoing podcast for film and TV that I do with an old friend of mine, my old business partner, in fact. Um, but I, I've done two podcasts in this space previously. And I wanted, when I was moving roles, I wanted to do another one. And, and for me, I wanted to look at an angle that was different. And so I was like, I want to find a story about why people create a business or create a product or create an event or a service and dig into that so it's called the story of um and each episode looks at the story of a different founder or creator or innovator and about the product they've brought to market and through being around for a while and 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 you know having a decent connection and and black book i've, I've had some fantastic people on the podcast so far we've we've done i've recorded the first 10 episodes the second half um where joe's episode is it comes out in the next couple of weeks um is is running now post the Christmas break and and I've been lucky to interview uh, I've interviewed Lucy Cohen I've interviewed um uh, I've interviewed Joe of course I've interviewed Lynn the founder at know it I've I've interviewed um Hamish who, who founded zero and has now moved on to firm check so you know um I, I'm even talking to Richard Sargent um about the infamous um Bristol boat party um, which I thought was quite a fun episode. So, like, it's, it's just kind of taking that idea of 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 someone of a founder and really digging into their story of why they did it. And and I spoke to Will Farnell as well, um, and why they did it and 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 what their journey is. And and in fact, the reason I spoke to Joe was about Johan, and Johan suggested Joe as someone to to talk to. And I was like, fantastic, let's let's unpick the thread. And um and I think you know, so I love that idea. And and people have been really generous with their time but generous with their stories and some people have shared some incredible things and, and joe I, you won't mind me saying the podcast with you, you you kind of really go into your story and some of the challenges you've had personally and professionally and i think stuff like that really helps people see that you can you can not you, not everyone has to have it together 100 percent of the time to be successful and in fact if someone does have it 100 together 100 percent of the time they're probably there's, there's probably something wrong in that self as well there's someone's probably kidding themselves right um so yeah so the episode you can get it on spotify amazon and and, and uh you know all the apple and all the usual places it's called the story of podcast um and each episode's about 30 minutes uh and i'm planning season two as we speak oh, which so is another exciting. way of saying which is another way of saying I, I don't quite know who's going to be on season two. I've got a list of about 30 people that, that want to do it and 10 episodes. I'm like, I, I'm not the time to do it at the moment. So I'll, I'll find it. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's it's really cool. And I'm, I'm really enjoying. Um, I also spoke to Rachel Harris as well. I mean, the quality of guests and people that have given their time up to me has been phenomenal. Um, so I'm always generous. I'm always grateful for that. It was good fun, good fun. Well, we, um, had, we had a laugh as well. We will share we will share my episode with our community as soon as it comes Thank out. You. And um, yeah, if they're not bored of hearing my story. But I always manage to find something else. I'm like, oh, I've not sp spoken of that. That's the problem. The older you get, the more stories you have. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and you're trying to fit it into half an hour. So, Phil, um, I was talking to Zoe about the fact that you are that this guy that knows everyone you are everywhere and I've seen in the comments the lovely Rachel Gregory saying three of our favorite people from Accountex loving this um which is so sweet um when uh, on your LinkedIn 
you do appear to just be the person that knows so many things. And it, and, and Zoe said, is he an accountant? I was like, I don't know. He just knows lots of accountancy things. And but and you do and you you share like news and what's going on in fintech, what's going on with software, what's going, you know, everything. How do you curate that kind of content? How do you know that people want? Obviously, people want it because you're you've become like a a thought leader. You're not you're but you're not you know it's you're not what we talk about sometimes we think thought leaders are like controversial and you don't come you're not like that you're not you're not saying something just to get people you're genuinely just sharing insights and people gravitate towards it and I think people like really respect that what how did that come about because I as you as I said you're not you know you're not from this background it's a really interesting question and and the answer is I have a, a a tech slack group that I built a few years ago now, and it, it was post-COVID where there was a load of kind of people of a similar level in, in the industry. And, and what I realized was myself, Sam Horner, a couple of other people have been around for quite a while. We had this great contact book, um, but sometimes contacting people was an absolute nightmare. So I was like, how can I make, how can I supercharge my ability to do this? And I was like, I know, I'll build a Slack group and I invite all the people that I need to talk to into that Slack group. And then if I need to talk to them, I can just slack them. I don't have to go through PAs and, and emails and stuff like that. And, and Rachel is, is part of that group as well. Um, and, and I did what we what we, we wanted to keep it as a community of people, of tech people, right? So like um, so we could talk about some of the challenges and, and kind of solutionize and stuff like that. And and I thought one of the things that, that that came out of that is I want to keep people coming back. I want to people keep people engaged. And the best way to do that is to share what's happening and I want to encourage other people because for me if I know something I can go ah cool so someone is doing that or this accountancy firm is doing that let's go on that there's, there's something in there um so I started to share that and I started to curate from a couple of different sources um there's a couple of accounting like accounting web um ICAW um ICB as well I I, I you know there's um uh Accountancy Daily, I think, is another one. So all these different kind of sources, and then a few fintech sources, and then like so once a week, I just sit there on a Monday morning, predominantly, and I kind of curate. I go through and go, what's relevant to the people I know, and what's relevant to the work they do, and that encourages other people to share, and other people to share, and other people, and then you get this great resource, and then I curate that and put it in a newsletter on LinkedIn. And put out once a month that just kind of puts it all together and i break it down into kind of accounting news accounting and bookkeeping news i break it down in then into fintech and then into finance because i think the three are linked you've got like the core role who's moving who's doing what what firms have been acquired um and then you've got like the businesses and technologies that support them and the finance and banking industry, which kind of underpins everything that we all do. So, so, and it just, it started, it started, um, it started reasonably well. I, I think I got to about 2000 subscribers off the first issue or two, and it's up to about nearly 5,000 now. And I was, someone messaged me, I, I put a link in that they did and someone messaged me and went, I couldn't work out over the weekend why we got this spike in downloads. And I realized you shared it in your newsletter and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. It works. People are reading it. Um, and and to me, I think it, it's that exact thing that you said. I I'm not I'm not out here to be controversial and, and poke bears. There's plenty of people out there that do that. And and if that's your your go to market, that's absolutely fine. And I've got no issue with that. It's you know it, it is how you how you go. But for me, 
I just want to be a resource and I want to be someone that, that is thought of as someone that knows a lot and, and is a go-to because then you become that expert in your field. And, and, and that's led me to some fantastic opportunities. I'm sat here with you two today, right? Like um, I've done podcasts and talks and keynotes and, and all these kind of things and, and speaking at Accountex, um, which is always, I have to say, um, and I'm not saying it just because Rachel's here, always one of my favorite things to do um, to talk at Accountex. It's, it's you know, such a great and engaged audience. So all of these things have come from that. And that's come from being in the industry and, and, and having, I think, a genuine passion for the industry and what I do. Because I think if you don't have that, you see people out there that, that kind of that, that kind of go, oh. I actually genuinely love this industry. I love working with accountants and, and bookkeepers. I love working with fintech businesses as well. And like, it's something that, that I've found a real passion for. And 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 I want that to come across, but I, I don't want to be that person that 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 like. I, there's always that thing where people say, you know, you've got to be careful that you're not too vanilla that you sit and you just get ignored. So hopefully, I, you know, I try to just kind of share enough and put some personality around it, and then put some other stuff and the podcast, and ultimately just 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 there in that whole role to support and 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 be a go-to. Um, it, it's fun as well, right? It. it it constantly helps me educate myself to what's going. It forces me to educate myself constantly to what's going out on the market. So I'm always aware of, of things. Um, and then you get people come to you and go, oh, have you heard this rumor? And you go, no, tell me the rumor. And they tell you the rumor and, and you go, oh, that's good. And you do a bit of research on it. And then, you know, so it's, I think it's my inner Clark Kent investigative journalist that, um, you know, because I, I can't fly and I haven't got, you know, I don't wear my pants on the outside of my jeans, but. <laughs> You know, I, I I like the reporting and the insight bit, and, and maybe that's the podcast as well, right? Like that that kind of talking to people and finding stuff out. But um, yeah, um, it's it's fun, and and people seem to buy into it and get a lot out of it, and and that works really well for me. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, um, see, I feel like you need to create this new superhero uniform now. So that's. I, I feel like I might have made a rod for my own back on that one. I need to find my, my anyone out there that's got an AI image generator, please do an AI image generation of me as a superhero. And let's just see how that looks. Um, I, I don't know what it would be called, but uh, yeah, it could be an interesting one. Okay, that's some kind of competition there for that. Yeah. Um, so, so, Phil, this is really interesting because a lot over, well, any Wednesday, last couple of days, um, we've had a few different conversations about thought leadership within our community so we had a we ran a masterclass this morning with janet murray who's a marketing guru i would describe her as ex-journalist and um content strategist she um was talking about how bookkeepers when they're uh, in terms of marketing and social media how we need to spend more time thinking about be becoming a thought leader and how that helps us engage and interact with potential clients and our existing clients and then we were also talking about this in detail with our uh, masterminds in our in our group on our call yesterday. We were talking about content with our mastermind and we were talking about thought leadership there. And one of the things we were talking about was curating content and basically looking out for the kind of things that are of interest to us and are going to be of interest to our clients. So this is really interesting. And something that I was something and yesterday, Jo went on LinkedIn and she put a post out about the post office and got lots of people sort of talking about it as sort of sharing something else that wasn't her content and asking for opinions. And something that comes up for me, and you mentioned this word like rumours, what's the rumour? And that 
for me and my personal value system is not my cup of tea. Like the gossip, I don't like it. If there was a WhatsApp group gossiping, Joe knows this, I'll leave. <laughs> um you know like I that for me doesn't sit well and I think it's just good for us to know when we're thinking about what kind of um thought leader am I if there was a personality quiz what do you feel comfortable with what's in your comfort zone and so and I'm sorry I'm not saying I'm not saying that as a oh my god I know exactly what you mean though you're being curious and I think us deciding how to us how does being curious and we've all got to do CPD all the time we've got to be reading we've got to be staying up to date so you know this is just part of growing in your in your profession but it's about being interested isn't it yeah look the the, the rumor thing like if someone comes to me with something um generally it's because it has an impact on the industry and that for me that, that that kind of makes me go okay cool something's happening over there let's go and have a look and I, I'll never put out a rumor I'm not I'm like you I'm not interested in gossip I but if I start to hear something I'm like okay cool there might and generally you find that that in in our industry because it's quite close knit people will like I found out about a couple of sales of businesses before they've happened because someone's just mentioned it to me and said oh I've heard such and such might be uh, might be on the market and you go oh that's interesting um, and then you kind of go, okay, you wait for it to come out. And when it goes out, you go, oh, cool, cool, I knew that. But, you know, I, I, I'd never, I, you know, I definitely wouldn't share that. I think, but being curious is so interesting. And in terms of sharing content, the tip I would always give is don't always stick directly to what you do. So there's loads of stuff you could share around bookkeeping and, and, and that kind of thing. And that's super important. But also share stuff that's tangential to that and, and stuff that still impacts the businesses you deal with. Because ultimately what you want your businesses and your customers, your clients to do is see you as a source of knowledge about what's happening in the finance and accounting, tech, whatever it is, space. So I tend to try and be slightly tangential to the core as well. So I, I spend a bit of time about around banking and, and, and finance and stuff, because whilst it doesn't impact directly, it, it certainly has a third degree connection, so to speak. So I think I think it's really, really important to, to, to kind of share what's in your wheelhouse, but also share what's slightly outside of it, but still related, because then you're, then those clients are going to keep coming back to you. Because they're going to keep checking your profile because they're like, oh, actually, I saw that really interesting thing about the post office or that really interesting thing about HMRC um, on there. And they'll go, oh, I know I know someone that's going to probably have a good comment on that. So I, I always think that's pretty useful is to kind of just look slightly outside. But um, my other tip, if you're doing something on LinkedIn and things like that, it's always share with comment. So don't just because it helps to read. So never just share an article. Um, or, or just do the share. Share and say, hey, look, I've seen this. Think it might be interesting to, to people. Here's here's a little bit of my take on it. Um, and I think that that tends to grow that engagement a little bit. But um, no, I absolutely agree. I think the more you can position yourself, and there's some great accountants and bookkeepers out there that that do position themselves in the centre of conversations, and you just know that they're going to get clients from it. You just know that they're going to grow their business from doing that because people are going to see that and people go, well, actually my accountant's not like that or my bookkeeper's not like that I want more of that um and then you get a little bit more comfortable when you let your personality shine through and 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 you know it's that's that's all the fun stuff yeah it's it's not easy I mean even yesterday I actually did my post with Zoe there and actually our mastermind is holding me account because I still find it 
hard and I and it was a very emotive subject I really feel for these sub post um masters and I but I, when I was watching this the episode I was thinking oh if if someone would had been a good bookkeeper if there was a third party checking these reconciliations and and I've been thinking it but I hadn't posted it until we were in a group and I was like oh I could share this and so I still you know very much need that support and know that I'm not going to get low and people are very you know very supportive um and people agree but I still find it even though it wasn't really that controversial I just was saying bookkeeping can help small business basically but um it still I, I it still takes a while and and so but I've still grown a personal brand without I love the saying poking the bear I love that yeah yeah I've it's, never poked the bear <laughs> yeah and I I, look I don't think you like when I when I look at when I look at the work that you and Zoe do I don't sit there and go oh they're they're sitting out there and they're being very controversial about you're not what you're doing is you're you're, you're telling you're, you're being very supportive and nurturing and and but you're also holding the industry and people to account and I think that's really important so I think I think you can you can do it without poking the bear um, and, I, and you can be super successful. Joe, when I put a first post out when I was working in, in the forecasting stuff, I remember someone commented on the post and they were quite negative about what I was saying. And I panicked and I deleted the post because I thought I was going to get fired. And I was like, oh, panic, delete. I'd never do that now. People will always have an opinion. And if you put an opinion out there, you're, you're almost giving people permission to have an opinion. Now, you can express that opinion and, and you can be contrary and, and disagree and, and I think that's absolutely fine by the way if if everyone's agreeing with you you're probably living somewhere in a dictatorship and that's never a good thing um so I think so it's good to have people disagree with you if people don't do that in the right way and there are certain comment boards on certain industry websites I would consider to be really bad at this um and and, and certainly I find as a as a reader they they tend to comment more when certain genders and uh, put opinion pieces on there. I, uh, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I've pretty much given everything away. There. I don't know why I'm even hinting. I've pretty much said, there you go, there's me poking the bear a little bit. That's going to get me bad comments somewhere. Um, but, like, but do you know what? When that happens, it reflects worse on them than it does on, on you. And actually, if someone's coming on there and being an idiot and saying something that, that isn't very nice, Actually, it doesn't reflect on you at all because there'll be a thousand people that will support you and maybe one that, that thinks that that other person's right. And, you know, so so sometimes you, you just have to accept that not everyone's going to agree with you and, and some people won't do it in the, in the best way. Um, at least with LinkedIn and, and things like that, at least at LinkedIn especially, people have to use their real name. And I think that that makes it a slightly safer space on, on certain accounting websites yeah messaging boards they don't have to do that and i think that's so that, true. that gives people a i spoke to the the late great john stockdyke about it once and john said and i i do agree he would rather if if they if they made everyone use their name it would reduce a lot of the comments that people the vulnerableness that people show and say i'm struggling with this i need help but i don't want to tell you who it is because i'm actually part of a bigger business and it's going to impact on them and that would that would reduce the conversation but the side to that is it also allows people to say stuff that they wouldn't say to you in real life so there is a balance and I totally understand that and I think ultimately it probably does more good than bad I would just I just 
being honest, I just wish that the, 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 the criticism and, and, and the, the harsher comments weren't all generally in the direction when certain people did certain things. I think, it, you know, it could be spread out a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important for us at the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club to have a very safe community where we will remove people from our group if they are uh, a troublemaker because it doesn't help anyone. We want to have a supportive environment and you can use your real name and you can post things and it's not and, and it's okay to, to ask questions because nobody knows everything. No. It's, that supportiveness is so important. Like being able to, this webinar this morning, we were talking about credit control and um, how to do credit control better and the challenges. And we had loads of people messaging me with, with questions personally. And I just said, look, here's my email address. Just email me if you're not comfortable doing it. I've already had three people email me and say, actually, I've got this challenge or we're having problems here. How can you support or what can I do? And, and actually, you know, that power of community is amazing. The, the tech community I've built is great because people are vulnerable in there and they ask questions and, and it could be about, I'm having problem managing this situation. How can I do it better? Or I'm not, you know, we're not, we, our commission structure is not right. How can we change it? Or we haven't got an expenses policy. You're not going to put that on LinkedIn because it it would reflect in a, in a different way. Having a community like you've built and where people can ask questions and can be vulnerable, I think is there's so much power in that. And 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 yeah, so well done. And and please, you know, it's lovely to see see that and hear it and and hear people talk so positively about what what you do and the community you've built. Oh, thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. That that really does mean a lot because yeah, you don't always we don't always hear it back from you know, and we do feel like. Um, what do we say when you know we feel very pink in a very blue world and um, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah we're like the, the barbies over here <laughs> but we're not hey, we're, we've got hey, a serious you say that though <laughs> no but you say that though who won the war who won the, the the box office fight this year and it was barbie right and, and so I, I think that i think that tells you that the pink side is much more powerful than than people give it credit for and you know, when you put something out there that's intelligent, smart, and works really, really well, people respond to it. I mean, even if some people did do silly stuff like, oh, it's you know, it, it talked badly about men. I was like, just watch the film and just like, you know. But that's You're the point. Right? Like, yeah, it does. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it's like, look, I I think I think you know, Barbie proves that that pink can win in a blue world, absolutely in a fair fight. Absolutely, and it's what's really, we find really interesting is that, um, you know. People that are listening to our podcast, we have a lot of guys listening to podcasts. And um, my my son's friend was on the train and he said, oh, my God, there's a guy traveling to the training to crew and he's listening to your mum on the podcast. And I'm like, are we like some kind of guilty secret that men <laughs> are listening I will, to 100%, us? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like it's that thing where where like you walk into the room and someone will flip their phone quickly, flip the screen because I don't want you to see what they're doing. That, that'll be them listening to your podcast. 100%. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Good on them. I think. I think that's great. I mean, I, I, I years ago, I, uh, I, I, I embraced my, um, embraced my feminine side, and and when I, I became a huge fan of uh, an overnight fan of Drag Race, and I literally, I used to sit there on the train like this because I didn't want people to see that I was watching it. And after a while, I'm like, ah, I don't really care. I don't really care. And then it gets to the point where like people walk past and they look at you and go, What are you watching? I'm like, Hey, brilliant, best show on TV. You should all watch it. <laughs> Um, and you become quite proud of it after that. Like, 
I love it. Well, look, um, I've loved this. I think we should have the follow-up about everyone's guilty secret podcast oh, listens and TV right. shows. Maybe let us know in the comments uh, if you are a, if we're your guilty secret. Um, <laughs> thank you ever so much, Phil, for chatting to us today. Really enjoyed this. Um, how can people connect with you and find out more about what you do? Absolutely. The uh, best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, I am F Phil Hobden on LinkedIn. Um, so just just go on, connect with me. Um, and, and the best thing about me is I absolutely never do um, sales pitches. So um, if you want to know more about Know It, I can set up a demo and, and talk you through how we can support your business and your clients' businesses. Um, but but I, I've never done the hard sell, right? It's got to be that thing where it's got to be right for you. It's got to be right for your clients. And and fit everything so if you want to know more about what we do there fantastic um if you want to connect with me and, and and subscribe to my newsletter it's on linkedin just look me up um and if you ever see me at an event come over and uh tell me that you listen to me on the podcast and that'd be great i love that i love it when people randomly walk up to you and go i saw you on linkedin the other day and i'm like what did i do <laughs> Oh, thanks, Phil. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Lovely to have you here. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Take care. Thanks for Bye. Me on. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website, sixfigurebookkeeper.com.